Welcome everyone to Theodox Podcast. Uh, we're your host, Joshua Brooks and Gracie Calhoun. And today's guest is Ryan Breland. <laughs> What's up, Ryan? What's up, Gracie? <laughs> How are you? I'm doing all right. Good. Yeah. Ryan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I, my name is Ryan. Woo. Yeah. There you so, go. There that's you go. pretty cool. You, that's a little uh, bit. That's all we need. That is yeah. quite small yeah. <laughs> amount of knowledge yeah, about that's, you. That's all you need to. That's all I feel comfortable sharing and disclosing at this time. Um, yeah, we'll stop there. No, uh, my name is Ryan. I'm the youth pastor at New Covenant Church here in Greenwood, South Carolina. And I don't know, fart noise. Youth pastor stuff. Youth. Bang, bang. <laughs> so, Ryan, if you had to live permanently in either... Which one would you choose? Okay, so if you had to live permanently in a roller coaster theme park or um, a zoo, what would you choose? Does the zoo have animals in it at the yeah, time? Yeah, it's like a... An active zoo. An active zoo. I can choose where I live in the zoo? I mean, anywhere in the zoo. I think there's too many caveats. I think it's just like, would you just rather live in a roller coaster park or a zoo? Uh, roller coaster park. <laughs> Same. Yeah. You ask all those know. questions and then well, build on the zoo? I was trying to think like... <laughs> What advantage is there to living in a you know zoo? And I couldn't. The best I could think of is pandas. It'd be fun to cuddle with a panda. Like I don't want to be little spoon ever in life. But like if a panda was like you know I'd be little spoon with a panda. Uh, oh. But if, if you're at Disney World, just churros on churros on churros. It isn't that a great thing. I would have to say, say the that. food is probably better at a theme park than yeah. the zoo. I think the highlight of this podcast is Ryan saying I wouldn't want to be a little spoon. Except with a panda. Except with a panda. <laughs> pandas are dope. <laughs> pandas are great, man. Save the pandas, guys. Oh, uh, it's just the little spoon part that's kind of weird. But anyway, so we're I glad you it. joined us um, for our initial podcast. Um, Theodox is um, an ongoing conversation about what we believe, what we understand, what we know, and how that affects our hearts and our lives. And um, Theodox itself is a word smash of theology and doxology. So we'll unpack that as our podcast continues, but what better way to start out our podcast than explaining or talking about these very topics? So let's, uh, let's talk some theology. Are I like we good? it. I mean, what else, what else could be more important than some theology? Anything? I mean, is it truly that deep theology? I mean, can't we just love God and love people without all that deep extra stuff? I mean, Ryan, how would you even basically describe theology in a few words? Theology is the ongoing study and pursuit of knowing God and understanding who he is. I need to talk louder. <laughs> knowing God, studying and knowing who God is. It's an ongoing pursuit that every man, woman, and child takes part in, even if they don't realize it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it is that. I'm running off of like five hours of sleep after winter camp. So, yeah. <laughs> Excuse my unprofessionalism. <laughs> no, it's all good. So in a broad sense, I mean, I, you, you kind of summed it up there, but I think we would, we would all probably agree that um, everyone in that sense is a theologian. I mean, in the sense that whether they're religious, Christian, or more specific or not, if they're pagan atheists, I mean, I think we would say they, are, they have a highest priority, a, a highest thing. And in whatever sense they are studying or thinking about or dwelling on that thing. I mean, is that what you mean, I guess, when you say yeah. everyone's? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I just asked a yes or no question, and I just got a yes answer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because we all think about something 
think something about God um, and whatever we as- ascribe worth to is a God in our lives. Um, whether we would call it that or not. Right, yeah. whether we would call it a God or call it worship. I like that you called it like highest priority because yeah. I think, again, even if we take, for the person who says I'm not religious right. and says, right. you know, truth is subjective and all this and that, they would agree that there is a highest priority and they may not, you know, yeah, want to give it a name or anything like that, but they know what they're, it, for yeah. each and every one of us, if we had to be honest and truthful, we would say, yeah, this is my highest priority. And whatever the highest priority is, that is your functional God. Sure. Yes. I mean, and we're going to, we're going to study that thing. We're going to worship that thing. We're going to spend our time there. Like that's, um, when we think about theology and that basic description that y'all gave, um, that's something that we're going to give our lives to. Um, is something that we consider our God, whether we would label it a God or not. Um, so we're all theologians. Well, I mean, I feel like one of the things, like non-believers, and I, I'm, part of me doesn't like that term because it automa- automatically sounds um, derogatory, mm-hmm. but um, for lack of better term, I think sometimes non-believers think Christians do certain things um, in general that they don't and, and sure we do but there's there are tons of similarities like even if people would accuse us of having a deity that we commit our lives to in a, in a very real sense I guess what I find important is to draw that correlation to even those who would say I'm not a Christian or I'm not religious yeah. but you're doing the very same yeah, thing. Yeah you have a deity you have a highest yeah. priority and even that you know, I, I'm a man of science or logic or reason I'm, versus a man of faith or a person of faith. It's, you know, like you could say that, but you're lying to yourself. Like we're all people of faith. We all, at the end of the day, are placing our trust, placing our hope in something or someone. And whatever that person, object, thing is, that is your God. Yeah. And that is you're putting faith, you're putting trust that that thing will deliver me. That's how I make sense and understand the world. That is, you know, how I define morals and morality and things like this. So whatever that person or thing is, that is your God. Yeah. And you've placed faith and you place trust into that thing. Yeah. Even if it's yourself. Even yeah. if it's yourself. Even yeah. if it, even, even it's, uh, if it's um, something you're not aware of. Mm. Yeah. Doing it unknowingly still. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's still something there that is the highest priority. Um, and I think what most often when it is ourselves, that's when we don't necessarily identify it because it's just natural for us to serve ourselves yeah no um, one's gonna say i worship myself most people aren't gonna say right. that but let's be but honest, let's let's, be let's put in another category or another point on that if someone is to say well the primary meaning of life is to be happy and they wouldn't say they're worshiping themselves but right. if your primary purpose in life is to be happy well then who really is yeah. your yeah. focus it's yourself mm-hmm. and so therefore you are that that highest priority yeah, you're your chief end yeah mm-hmm. yeah um cool so this is in a very very broad sense and let's drill this down because we all do come at this from a biblical perspective so um getting a little bit narrower um i think let's put together a definition of theology that is more specific right um so what would you add to uh, either one of you to the definition you already gave I would add, again, if we're going to take the definition or just the simple definition of definition as study of God or trying to know God, yeah. 
uh, for us as Christians, it's trying to know the Christian God, trying to know the God of the Bible, mm-hmm. right? Because again, just as I can, we all have a highest priority. Uh, I can say I'm a Christian. I can say my highest priority is God. Uh, but again, it, it can't be God as I define it. It's God as he, he defines himself, as he's revealed himself. And so I could say, you know, my God would never send people to hell. My God is loving, forgiving. My God would never, you know, judge people because of this lifestyle of choice. Well, that's good for you, but that's not who the God of the yeah. Bible is. We could say, you know, my God would never, you know, be a Democrat or my God would never allow liberals and stuff like that. I was like, well, that's good and fair, but that's not your choice. Yeah. Like it's God as he defines himself, mm-hmm. not God as you define him. Yeah. And so he's defined and revealed himself specifically in his word, the Bible. And so we could get into, you know, general revelation, right? right? The kind of idea that we could look at creation and tell there's a creator, somebody or something created this, mm-hmm. right? And the specific revelation is his word in which we read more about him and yeah. kind of understand who he is, his character, and deeper things than that that I can't think of right now. It's five <laughs> hours of sleep. Yeah, you're good. I mean, also, like you said, some of his judgment, expectations, um, some of those things, again, we don't have a say in. Um, and almost it's like when we do say, you know, God wouldn't do this or that, is that not like having an idol in essence? Because it's idolizing something else other than just who God claims to be, who yeah. God says he you're is. You're making God so, into your own image. Yeah. Right. And so, so you're, yeah, you're catering your God to your likes and your dislikes. Mm-hmm. And so God likes the things yeah. I like and he hates the people I hate. Right. And so if I'm against this person or this political party or this thing, then God definitely is. Yeah. No matter what his word says. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's definitely idolatry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sin. <laughs> Don't do it. Emphasize. Yeah, yeah. So theology, uh, I guess if we were to try to sum all that up into a definition, just to give people like, this is what it is. And this isn't full, like, but this is, I think, a lot of those tenets. It's the study of God. It includes his nature, his attributes, his characteristics, and then going on into the truth of his creation, like the things that he says about his creation, uh, his standards for his creation. Mm-hmm. Um, his expectations and his judgments. So it's not like just saying I'm studying what God is like, but it's what God is like and what his whole truth is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think would maybe that, maybe that sounds way too generalized, but I mean, it's all encompassing. Mm-hmm. And so we can't separate what his word says about anything from I guess the study of him and his character, like all that's combined. Yeah. Um, it's studying the whole picture rather than just picking out one little piece. Like, Oh, I want to learn how loving God is, yeah. you know, like, and just focusing on that and calling that theology. Um, it's studying the whole work being and words of God, what he does, what it's everything, all of it wrapped in a cute little bow. <laughs> Or a little leather book with a cord that goes around it. Yeah, that's it. You can write in it. So, if you want, if God lets you do that. Yeah. Um, He's giving you that As long as the King James Version. That's the only KJV. Yeah, good enough for Jesus. It's good enough for me. Oh, wow. All right. So, (laughs) Gracie, you said it's really not that deep. Um, I mean, is it really as simple as, is Christianity really as simple as? We just love God and love people. 
Yeah, I mean, I have to confess, I was kind of playing devil's advocate there because it's kind of a fun thing that I like to do. And you'll, if you know me, you'll you'll. It would be a boring podcast if we just sat here and agreed with each other. <laughs> You're just and like yes, kiss each yes, other's that's, butts for that's three. Great. We'll yeah. find we'll find <laughs> more things point. to disagree on. Maybe it'll <laughs> yeah. be fun. No, I mean, for us to say, um, I love God and I love people, but I don't need all that extra Bible or theology stuff. I mean, my question would be, what God do you love? I mean, because for me to claim that I love my husband, but I only know um, surface level stuff or what other people tell me about him. I don't know what he likes or what he what choices he makes or his character um, Then I don't truly know him. So therefore, I can't truly love him. That would be like. A middle school girl who has a crush on a guy because he's cute like mm. it's out up, outward appearance um so i mean to answer my own question <laughs> or statement i would say no we can't just love god and love people we have to know well, god it's accurately loving god right because again if i say i love god i will you know yeah. right when jesus asks what's the greatest commandment mm-hmm. love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength right. and so again if i'm accurately going to love god I'm going to use my mind. I'm going mm-hmm. to pursue to know yeah. him more. Like you're saying with your illustration, like it's not real love if I'm not going to actually spend time getting to know the person and wanting right. to know what they like, what they don't like. If it's just, again, it becomes idolatry, even selfish. If it's, I want to know about the person, what makes me happy. And as long as, you know, this fantasy and this picture I have of this person satisfies my desires and my end, then it's like, boom. I'm stoked. I'm good. Well, that's yeah. idolatry. That's selfish. Mm-hmm. You have to, yeah, you want to truly know the person. So if you really love God, you're going to know him. And if you really want to love people, God is their creator. And so, you know, what better way, or there is no other way to truly know how to love one another, unless we look at the one who is love, who mm-hmm. defines love, who pr- perfectly loves people and sacrifices self for humanity. Right. And so again, if we're not going to, it, yeah, against that surface level, I love God the way I love pizza. And it's yeah. like, not, that's not how it works. Like yeah. if you really want to love God, you have to get deeper. You have mm-hmm. to dig deeper. You can't stay on the surface. Yeah. I mean, and the super cool thing is that God has graciously revealed himself to us. Like right. he gives us understanding. He has given us his word. So why wouldn't we want to know our God better? Why wouldn't we want to read his word and about our creator, our father, our friend, like, we get to know these things. It's so cool. So one more thing on that, on the subject of just loving God and loving people, and then we'll kind of move on so we can get through the rest of this. But um, I find it interesting too, that um, people tend to have issues with like dogmatic statements or, and they will say things like, like you just said, like we don't need that theology stuff or, you know, doctrine just divides. Can't we just love God and love people? And, And the reality is that, they're, they're in one breath diminishing truth statements while at the same time making one. And so it's, it's counterintuitive or maybe hypocritical is the right word uh, to, it's at very least ironic, <laughs> <Isn't it> ironic? <laughs> to say um, uh, all this is garbage. This is just what it is. I mean, because in essence, that's doing the very same thing. But um, so let's talk a little bit about why theology matters. We've kind of hit on some of these, but let's, let's, if we can just kind of hit some bullet points of, I think you've already kind of made the point pretty strong. Like we get to know God. I mean, that's the ultimate thing in life is we get to know God. Um, but let's hit some other things, not to say, Oh, that's just great. Let's do it. But, <laughs> but no, there are like, that's the main, that's the biggest deal. 
but there are a lot of other things that you know uh, matter so let's talk about why does theology matter yeah so love so we get to know god as gracie was saying that's again the best and ultimate thing that the god of the universe would reveal himself but i think within that we also find that we get to know ourselves right because again if i was created by god then he ultimately knows me better than i know myself yeah. he ultimately knows humanity all of life's questions everything i'm wrestling with dealing with better than i do and so if i'm wrestling with life and all these issues and things why not go to the author right yeah. you know why not go to the creator and so if i you know wanting joy happiness satisfaction i'm dealing with depression anxiety things like this go you know what i mean go to the source yeah. go to the right. one who gives all these things right yeah. and, and luke you know when it, it just or in matthew also luke and matthew matthew 6 right when uh I don't know. I'm losing my mind. I, mean, I know where I'm going to go. Go with it's it. It's going to take me a while. We'll get five hours of sleep. There. We're good. Yeah, we can edit all this out or cut it out <laughs> and do whatever. But, you know, when Jesus says that we have a good father in heaven who loves to give us good gifts. And I think one of the things that we miss out on or maybe we don't understand is like the greatest gift God can give us is God. And so hmm. along with that is all these host of other things. Right. And so it's not just that you get God, you get everything that he is and everything. And then so like, I think we miss out on that. Like you're yeah. looking for joy, you're looking for understanding, you look for purpose that comes from God. You want to love people that comes from God. You want to accomplish things in the world, make a difference, make a lasting impact, yeah. right? Theology is foundational for all of these things. Uh, you want to have like, you know, train your kids in righteousness, right? You want to mm. have a, and it's not again that we do these things that just that we get the blessings from it. Uh, but there is a reality that when we do these things, blessings do come yeah. you know what i mean good things come and it's yeah. not that again so i hope that makes sense like we're not doing it to get the blessing but there is i think a reality that again god is a good father who loves to give good things to his children and so like when we come to know him and come to him like of course he's going to reward that yeah. i think we may forget that and i think that's good news so we know why ryan's in this yeah just for the blessings just for the rewards just why i do anything yeah. i'm getting paid being here oh. daddy <laughs> really? stacks I need to find out who did that. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm just naming and claiming. Some oh, sort of reward. Right. Some yeah, sort of meaning of life, I think, is a huge deal. I mean, that's just a huge philosophical question that all humans wrestle with to some extent, whether we're asking like really deep things or not. And I think there's always something within us is just like, why the heck am I doing this? You know, if it's just that simple, or if it's just something as deep as like. Why in the world am I even exist? Why was I born? What's the point? Um, and, you know, just as the Westminster Confession opens up and asks, what's the chief end of man? You know, there's our answer to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And we can't do that if we don't know him. And so I think that's it. And, and that's not to say that people aren't going to still have anxiety or depression or some of those issues. Right. Um, it's not... That, that would turn it into the prosperity gospel, and which we're not saying, um, but it certainly does add something deeper to our understanding of life. It gives us a foundation. Yeah. Right. And so when, you know, life does get crazy, when, you know, you get slammed against the wall or just the storms of life happen, right? That's yeah. the, the mm -hmm. picture Jesus gives us yeah. is, you know, the person whose house is built on the rock survives the storms and that the storm is knowing who God is. Yeah. And I think again, theology may have this kind of scary boogeyman kind of reputation because it sounds like, 
homework and it sounds like textbooks right. and it sounds like this, but it, when you really just truly understand it as like knowing God and loving him and, you know, yeah. it, it, it's so much freeing and there's so much joy and peace and happiness that comes in that. And so it, again, it, it's building our house on a solid foundation. That way when storms do come, you're not getting shipwrecked and destroyed right. and your house isn't falling down. And we also like, as far as our emotions and our mental state, kind of you hit on that with some of the anxiety and depression stuff. Um, when we are grounded in truth, we aren't so ruled by our feelings and our emotions. So we are more grounded, like you're saying, on, on the rock. And so we aren't going to have like super high highs and then crash and our lows. Like we are bound and steady by scripture and what's true. Um, I mean, that's not to say, you know, we won't have happy moments or sad moments, but we will have a steady, never-changing God that we can trust in and rely on. You're not going to go off the deep end when tragedy hits, when life happens. You have a solid foundation. And then again, in those happy, idealistic puppy dog moments, you're not going to get unrealistic and think like, oh, you know, this is going to be the rest of my life. You have a balanced approach for both of those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, In the church perspective um so adds meaning to life and that's kind of a philosophical but all perspective but also uh just add to that list of it protects us from false teaching like you know studying theology studying god knowing god whenever we are presented with different things that are just slightly off or you know deep dive heresies you know it's just we're more grounded and less likely to be led astray um, I think y- with you bringing up feelings, um, cause feelings aren't reliable. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Your, your teenagers asked on that one retreat. It was like, uh, if there's one thing, one, one, uh, piece of advice you could give, what would it be? And I said, truth, don't care about your feelings. <laughs> it don't, um, so why don't just hit on a little bit, because I know you've, I've heard you comment on this before, as well as maybe a couple other ladies, but, um, and I don't, uh, give us some kind of, um, what you feel like has been a general, again, we're talking about general American Christianity. Let's right. not get any more specific than that necessarily, but just kind of what, what has been your experience as far as what you feel like um, the church in general um kind of expects of women and theology yeah I mean because like you said this is in general so we're not talking any specific churches here but um I would say most of the time there's not a pursuit or a um a value in theology amongst women a lot of times um a lot of studies are either self-help books or um, just affirming ourselves, whether that's just coming to fellowship rather than diving into the word itself, not that fellowship is bad. Um, but so it's a lot of shallow, superficial stuff. Um, and like my buddy John Piper said, <laughs> wimpy theology makes wimpy women. Um, or men. Or men. We're not partial here. Um, I don't know. I like females. We're pretty cool. Um, Same. <laughs> I also like the ladies. But, That's um, problematic. <laughs> <laughs> Probably shouldn't have said that. Well, I mean, you're just, yeah, okay. I like one I, particular I lady. Try, yeah. Her name is Katie Morgan. <laughs> I won't even try to fix it. So. Yeah. <laughs> I like my oh. mom, too. <laughs> 
Um, but as women, we are also easier to be deceived. I mean, y'all remember Eve, right? Like she <laughs> fell for that. Don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> um, so we're easier to be deceived. So we need to guard ourselves. I mean, the root word of evil is dang don't go there <laughs> i mean maybe even the root word of deceive this is getting really problematic <laughs> this is great so yours a problem with women's joke. ministry is yeah. what i'm hearing <laughs> it's it's all it's all just jokesies yes but, it is um i'm here advocating for, yes for you and yes women, yes so. um <laughs> with women ministry i think a lot of times and again I'm a man, so I guess I might not have the biggest, but it seems like it's, you know, you, you talk about Ruth, right. you talk about Esther, and we're yep. chilling. And yep. like the rest of the Bible doesn't apply to women. Right. And so I think, it, yeah, to that point, even with men, a lot of men's ministry, it, it, things get very Just turn topical. it on yourself, Ryan. Just and, turn it on yourself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I just try to get us back on focus, uh, which shout to me. Uh, it's, it's bold for a youth pastor to say, I'm trying to get things back on focus because, yeah. you know, we're dorks for a living. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, but yeah, I think a lot of times that things can kind of get very shallow. Mm-hmm. And then as ministers, we wonder why our people are so easily deceived or right. so, our people are so caught up with the world and, you know, things of the world and they don't really have any depth or any foundation. And it's like, well, we're, you know, we're giving them. Patty lessons. Thank like, you. I was trying it. to look at, yeah. yeah, I was trying to not say. Yeah. I'll any, say it. Anything yeah. Other, <laughs> I was looking for no other, other words. gender derogatory statements. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so on that note, what do you do as a youth minister? What are some things that you do that, to try to help uh, the, the kids under your care and teaching have, say, a, a well-rounded theology? Yeah, this isn't anything like super astounding. It's very simple, but I try to make them read the Bible. Yeah. Um, and you pull out your whips and yeah, go for it. read your Bible. Beat them until they read. <laughs> beat them into some, that's these are jokes. Another yeah. joke. Uh, another joke. Yeah. <laughs> Disclaimer. But again, just little things for on Wednesday. We have our youth ministry meeting on Wednesday night, and during that time, we even if I, I we preach, you know, chapter by chapter, verse by verse through a book, and we're going. And so with that time, though, I don't want to put the scriptures on the screen because I want them to actually open up a hard copy Bible, not a phone. Uh, you know, I always tell them a phone is not a Bible because again, on your phone, you have Instagram, you have YouTube, you have distractions on a hard text, on a you know hard copy Bible. You just got that, right? You can't get yeah. distracted with it. Yeah. So it's, it's some, and again, not that it's wrong to have use your phone right. or your laptop or anything like that, but it's for, I think for students, it's very special to like, okay, you're not going to get distracted. You're not going to get a notification from, fill in the blank, any social media, mm-hmm. and you just have this thing. And for this, even if this, this one moment in time, we're going to open God's word and read it together. And so we're going to read this passage of scripture together. And so we're going to preach on it. We're going to discuss it. Then when we go into our small group time, we're also yeah. going to read it again and then want to hear you guys uh, interact with it and do business with it and try to break it down and try to bring your, you know, your questions and your concerns and the things you're like, this is weird. or I don't understand this or even with that, with students, like there's freedom. I want them to have freedom to like say wrong things and not that, you know, I want them to be wrong, but I, we want to help correct them and help guide them. Right. Cause that's, you know, what God's word is there to do. It's all scriptures. God breathing is useful for correction and discipline and teaching and mm-hmm. rebuking and all this good stuff. So we want to use that time to correct and to teach and to train 
And so it's like, yeah, if you, you know, have a question or say something that's, we just want open conversation about God's word. And it seems, and that's one of the things I love about youth ministries because we have freedom to do that. You know, I think on a normal Sunday morning, you don't really have time to immediately after the sermon, sit down and debrief and discuss it with your peers. And so with youth ministry, we get to do that. And so I think that's really cool. And it's a way of just getting them comfortable and used to the idea of doing theology and doing, you know, in community with other people. I think sometimes I'm, I've, talking a lot right now so i apologize yeah, but good. i think you know i it. used to hear this idea i haven't heard in a while but you know if, if it was just you on the desert island with your bible you know what conclusions would you come up with and that's just so, shout out to francis chan and now i'm gonna say that's <laughs> stupid but it is because you know he's never gonna hear this so i don't care but it's like you know like no like god didn't just give you the bible by yourself on mm-hmm. an island he gave you a community right. of believers he right. gave you you know pastors elders and teachers to help you understand god's word yeah. and to you know and he gave us each other. And so again, like I want to help shepherd students in knowing God's word. Yeah. I love that. That's what I get to do. And I love that we have a great group of leaders that help with that process. Cause again, if we just leave a 15 year old with God's word by his or herself, what right. conclusions that's, are they going to come? <laughs> <laughs> you know? I don't know if you've met 15. Don't read Genesis. <laughs> yeah. Don't read. Yeah. Don't read, read Song of Solomon. <laughs> That's one of my of favorite things. I can always tell when kids yeah. read Song of Solomon because they're like, whoa. <laughs> what and is it? Yeah. I remember when our kids were, were little and we were trying to do like a sort of a, a whole Bible reading plan. And it was not every book of the Bible, but it was trying to get them on a plan to read through it to get them the, the full story of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And my wife and I were sitting in bed at night going, you realize what they were reading tonight? when they're reading by themselves. It's a lot of stuff. Some but, R-rated uh, things in there. <laughs> yeah. R's putting them out of these. Yeah. That, yeah. But, That's, um, yeah. If, so, well, you know, on that point of uh, teaching through scripture, um, you, you are forced as one teaching to deal with things that you might or would otherwise not have to deal with theologically, as well as you're forced to try to t- teach those things. And then they're forced to try to reconcile, reconcile, make sense of them. Yeah. And, right. and so it is a, yeah, that's a, a yeah. we just did women vital. Yeah. Women. We did head coverings a couple of weeks ago in first Corinthians 11. And that was, yeah, I think yeah. it really was. I think yeah. it was really productive and really You helpful. just picked that out of nothing. Just that verse. Is that how you, I just, yeah, just let, open a let, Bible let's and go do to that. No, he's head going through Corinthians. Corinthians. Yeah. 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 We're going first through first Corinthians. Corinthians gotcha. So. That, yeah, eventually yeah. you're going to get to women and head coverings <laughs> and stuff like that. I'm just messing. <laughs> yeah. As well as conjugal rights and all kind of stuff. So, oh, yeah. I it's, mean, it's a good time. It's a <laughs> chock full of good stuff. But but that's it. You can't you can't teach through the Bible without running up on things that cause conflict. Yeah. I mean, in all of it, and we're going to get in this more on a podcast about Scripture and its purpose, but it's going to be telling us something about God mm-hmm. that we have to wrestle with. And um, anyway, that that's more of a topic for another day. But that that's a vital way for helping others to 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 have a well-rounded theology. And obviously, we're not in control of that. God is, but that's that's a great great to hear. Um, We've touched on like some of the things that are good and positive as far as the, theology in our lives. What about some things that? maybe are negative with a, a lack of theology. Um, any specific points as far as from a personal standpoint? Um, 
I know for me, I was just thinking as you far just ask a question, you're going to answer. Yeah, it? I'm going to answer it. Okay. So let me take this one. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ask the next question that I'm going all to. Right, ask. All right. All right. And then Ryan. Um, <laughs> but as far as in this is just something that when thinking about this subject, sub subject um, came to mind as far as Romans 10, two and three, where the Israelites um, had a, a zealous for God, but it wasn't grounded in truth. Um, so they didn't submit to God's righteousness because they were obeying the old covenant rather than the new covenant. Um, and I mean, because of that, their salvation wasn't secure. So we have to realize one of the implications of, you know, a lack of theology or bad theology can be our salvation not being secure because in essence, we are putting it in a self-created God. Um, the reverse of that is also true, right? The, yeah. a, a good theology gives us assurance and right. confidence. And again, right. it's not confidence and assurance in ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's confidence and assurance of who God is, who Jesus is, what he's done and accomplished. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So both, both and. Both and. Yeah. yeah it's the positive and the negative. Yep. Yeah. And I think a I'm lot of those half, are glass half full guys. Yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, I, I like to point out the negative too, to make sure that rings a bell Just and it's a, like making yeah. sure got a lot of faith over here. <laughs> Big faith guy. Over wow. Here. Way <laughs> to go, Ryan. I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> You're both rocking Adidas. I just noticed that. Okay. Well, he's kind of mixing yeah. brands yeah. over yeah. there, but <laughs> okay. You're just like all mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need to wash clothes. Um, I think that's the case. I mean, obviously, all of these, whether we talk about, you know, it helps with anxiety or depression or gives us meaning, whether corollary is true that, you know, we can't say absolutely that, you know, that's going to correct all anxiety or depression or meaning of life, but it's going to add to it. And without, um, you know, a solid, well-rounded theology, we're going to struggle more with those things. Um, we're going to be led astray more, whether, you know, in talking about, it, it um, helps us to protect us from false teaching. That's kind of the positive and the negative. Um, I think one big one for positive is it humbles me. Hmm. Um, because the more we learn about God, the corollary of that is the more I learn about myself, which is in opposition to God. I am in my own nature. Um, I'm going to be a rebel to him. And that's just, it reveals that. And so it humbles me in that way. Um, and and, and, and the, to answer my question, or not any question, but just continue <laughs> talking a little bit more. But, you know, the opposite is true. I mean, not the opposite, but it humbles us. But then, it, like you said, it gives us great confidence. And that's still confidence in God. So it's not arrogance. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's humble confidence in God. And um, so it humbles my humanity and yet gives me great outlook and assurance and hope and um yeah. yeah i mean i i remember reading through the bible and um this has been a number of years ago but my wife and i were reading through it that year and when we get to where god is getting ready to exile um the israelites and um the prophet says to him you know hey i'm going to raise up a king in the north and he's going to conquer you and then i'm going to punish that king for doing it and I was just scared out of my mind because it, it really wrecked my whole persona of being in control of my life to realize that God just said that, like that was earth shattering. Um, but then to come full circle and see, to keep reading and to realize that this, 
God, the creator of the universe, by grace is my father, like now that being is is my all in all. So what shall I fear? You know, and I think that's just the great bedrock of assurance and hope that we have to help us navigate all the different crazy things of life. Yeah, it's a reality of the more we fear God, the less we fear other things. Yeah. And it just brings life in perfect balance, I think, to a degree. I, yeah, that might have been a bold statement to say perfect balance. But I think, I'll say it. Uh, I said it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think it's good. I think something else, I don't, I'm just going to say it. I don't know if it answers the question or not. Uh, but I think one of the other dangers, potential dangers in theology is that it can be, it can be divisive. It can mm-hmm. be used because it is such a good thing, I think it can be used incorrectly. And I think sometimes, again, it becomes, theology is not a means unto itself. Yep. It's not the end goal. Bring and us so home. I think, this is our conclusion. Oh, Take us to it. Lovely. Uh, <laughs> sweet. Love when that works together. But again, like if, if my goal in studying is not to know God, to glorify him, to love him and love mm-hmm. others. Yeah. If my goal is to win debates and to make people look dumb or stupid or to just kind of, you know again, satisfy my own worldview, then I haven't theology right. Like, I haven't... You haven't theologized. I haven't theologized correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I think, like, sometimes that's... Well, it didn't a, humble you. It didn't... Yeah. And so, right? again, and I think if the goal, the yeah, is not that just to gain head knowledge, the knowledge that puffs up, um, but to really and truly, like, come to know God. And the more you know Him, absolutely, the more you're going to love Him, the more you're probably going to see Him, mm-hmm. the more you're probably going to see yourself... Probably the more probably you're going to see yourself in relation to other people as well. And so if we have not at the end of our time, you know, studying God and studying his word, come to a exalted view of him, a humbling view of ourselves and a more gracious and compassionate view of other people, then you've missed it. Yeah. You haven't done it right. And, you know, yeah. So uh, a quick my Bible college, just throw it out there, shout out Eternity Bible College, but, like, they would fail kids who, like, hmm. got great get grades and weren't involved in ministry and weren't plugged into church. It's because it's, like, clearly you don't understand anything you've right. learned because you're not putting it into practice. Yeah. And I think I just, that was really, for me, uh, just so huge because it was, like, again, like, it's not about getting a good grade. It's not about learning some new trivia facts or being a good teacher, building a name yeah. for yourself. It's about, again, loving God and loving mm-hmm. people and the way we do that properly is through knowing him and studying him yeah awesome yeah theology is not the end um it is a means to um loving god worshiping god which we call doxology um so um yeah i don't know you got anything else to, to add to this before we wrap this puppy up yeah i mean i would i would say ask hard questions as far as theology be inquisitive um don't be afraid to do so um the more questions you ask the more insight you're going to have so reading scripture asking hard questions be skeptical yeah if you're not asking questions you're not reading your bible right the bible yeah. is not it's, it's going a, to it's spark a, questions it's a tough read yeah it is you're not god and so if you understand god's word completely you're you're deceived you're yeah <laughs> I was going to say you're an idiot, but I like that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for logging on and watching Theodox Podcast. Um, we hope this has been helpful in some way. Um, <laughs> if you have questions for us or topics that you would like us to discuss, you can email us at theodoxpodcast at gmail.com. 
Uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Take care. Bow wow. Goodbye, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs>